It is January 31st, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. With us, as always, Mr. Raj Geary and special guest two weeks in a row, Matt Morgan, hanging out to talk SmackDown. Later, Sean Devari is going to be coming along, and we'll talk about the latest with SmackDown Live, uh, with 205 Live, and the Mixed Match Challenge. Matt, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing well, man. Doing well. So, so fresh to have your uh, perspective on SmackDown for a change. What did you think of last night's show? I liked it. Um, I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure, but I'm not, I'm not, at first I wasn't, a, I'm not a fan of uh, Sammy and KO, you know, splitting up. Yeah. Okay? Not a fan of that. But uh, obviously I think it's just a tease where they'll come back together again. So the story between the two can really run its course because this is going to be a long one between those two. And they're going to end up squaring off against each other at the end of it, way down the road. Yeah, I think um, I think it seems like this is all a swerve. I don't know if they do like the finger poke of doom next week or something, but <laughs> I just think they're, they're so good together. I hope they don't split for a long time just because – you know, give it time to bake, you know, give, give it time to cook because it's, they just got together in October. So it's been, you know, a little over three months. So um, the, the only thing is it's, it's incredibly obvious. It's going to be Sammy. There's no way they're going to go with KO and AJ again. Yeah. I think yeah. though, I think we could still end up with the fatal five ways somehow at fast lane. I mean, do you think the WWE, and I say this is a huge Sammy Zayn mark. Do you think they're going to have a, a headline for a pay-per-view be Sammy Zayn versus AJ Styles? It's a big step in making new stars, isn't it? And I think this guy's yeah. earned it. I'd like to see it, but I think I'm guessing they're still going with the Fatal Five way, just without Nakamura. Hmm. Who will it be? Probably Dolph, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin. You know, someone like that. Because you need guys that are going to get beat. Um, you know, guys that'll take. Uh... Oh wait, uh, Fatal Five. So is that one fall? I guess they could make it an elimination. I can't remember if they said it was an elimination or one fall. Wouldn't that be weird after Elimination Chamber? We're going to do a fatal <laughs> yeah, five-way elimination right. match for the next Yeah, I, I think I'm getting those confused. So uh, real quick, guys. Uh, Ken Anderson couldn't make it today, but Sean Devari will be on in, uh, in about a half an hour. Awesome. So the show opened last night. Ronda Rousey uh, on Sunday. Not really played up or mentioned at all on SmackDown last night. but So Ronda Sunday... Asuka's win Sunday, the man who was somewhat overshadowed by the history of Sunday night, Shinsuke Nakamura, comes out last night to uh, open the show. Vote of confidence, right? Talking about he's going to face AJ yeah. at WrestleMania. And setting up for later in the night a tag match between Shinsuke and AJ versus KO and Sammy. Um, so, Matt, how do you think they did last night in presenting Shinsuke? I mean, this is – look, man, he got his initial push – kind of stumbled in there after that the aftermath but they're on they're on the nakamura train it appears like now how do you think he did last night uh, you answered your own question i think uh, oh how did he perform yeah uh, how did he do booking, uh, he did i thought he did fantastic his, um his work always speaks for itself but i watched his comeback his hot tag yeah is very different than everybody else's if you guys go back and watch it it's just completely different it's still high energy but it's not clothesline, 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 shoot off, duck one, big boot to the face, go for an elbow, the guy moves, sells to the corner, he squishes him in the corner, sells out, sidewalk slam. You know, all the, it's the same comeback for so many other guys. He has his own thing, man, and I love yeah. it. I, I love this comeback. I love this fire. Um, he's done a great job since he's, he's actually improved. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's improved since he's gotten to WWE learning 
the WWE way. It's just those promos and those weird faces that are still uh, disconnecting with me a little bit. I was just about to ask you about that, Matt, because I thought I thought he was really good in the main event. Um, I thought most of the show in the ring was good. I hated these freaking new graphics that kept popping up on the screen. Like, <laughs> we'll and when that. they're talking and the letters are popping up in big block letters, it, it just felt very Nickelodeon. Um, and, you know, when Nakamura <laughs> came out, it says Rockstar on the screen. I God, it just... Uh, but anyway, I just think Nakamura with his promos, uh, I see he needs to... His whole... The whole thing he does, I love it when he's in the ring and going to the ring and all that, but... When yeah. he does in his promos, it just comes across. He looks wasted. Um, it, like he sounds yeah. like he's drunk, and it just, uh, it just, it just comes across as awkward and not cool. And and um, I just think they they need to. I think he's a lot better. Like in NXT, when he would do his promos, when someone's asking him questions, short sound bites, keep it short and sweet, or yeah. do it like the UFC where they do the video packages where they're sitting down talking to the camera and you just translate what they're saying. That could have been a home run promo, the backstage vignette, mm-hmm. okay, with him and AJ, if he just stuck to, I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. If they just stuck to that and finished with that, he would have been great. But they had him do the stupid <laughs> pointing stuff, the stupid thing with his eye. It was it completely ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the opening promo was good, but the backstage thing about strategy, oh, yeah, that was something, you know, and all those graphics last night, man. So we talked about this on the pre-show. Uh, I was talking about this online. I feel like they commissioned a bunch of new graphics or they got some new hardware or something. And they're like, look, look what we can do. It was very obnoxious. I hated it. <laughs> but it distracted from the obnoxious amount of pointing to that damn WrestleMania sign last night. Oh, that's so annoying. Their <laughs> <laughs> uh, corporate, you know, branding and stuff that they always feel like they need to do with pointing to the sign and i don't know this added i I hope they don't move this to raw and i hope this was just an experiment with all the graphics appearing like during the promo because if you start doing that like during a a paul Heyman promo or when like lesnar and Strowman are going at it it just takes (laughs) away you know yeah well so we get the fanciness of that contrasted by these goddamn backstage camera phone promos. Oh, I mean that God. Daniel Bryan thing last night where he's oh. You know what I think this this stems from hmm. is when Miz did that one promo in his car on Baron Corbin before Survivor Series, remember? It was great. Did, it was awesome. But it was an you know, he it wasn't scripted. He was in his car just cutting this promo on his phone and it got a ton of views online and ever since then I've noticed they've been starting to do those. And it just, it's not the same. It's, you know, it's one thing to be cutting a promo because you don't have enough time. So you're doing it on your phone as opposed to these contrived, you know, walking while reading your promo promos. It just comes across as very, uh, I don't know, very non-organic. Yep. Uh, So we had a fatal four-way last night to crown a new number one contender to the WWE United States championship, Kofi Kingston versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev versus Zack Ryder. So Rusev won this. Uh, it's going to be him and rude. Did they say next week? Yeah. Or are we Okay. So Matt, what did you think of uh, the booking and the match itself? Everyone wants Rusev to finally start getting his push, right? So yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming people are happy with it. I'm not happy with it as a Bobby Roode fan though. Yeah. You know, what is that? That's going to kill Bobby. 
where do where do you think he is though right now? And it, I mean, obviously, look, Glorious is over with the crowd, but I feel like aside from that, and his in ring work is great, but I feel like there's been a disconnect because they're trying to make him a face. He is such a heel; it's not even funny. He would be the I'm telling you right now, he'd be he'd be a top two heel on that show. If they let him be a heel. Um, all his promos, his swagger, all that stuff. I've I've never I've never witnessed Bobby be a babyface ever. Actually, I left TNA when he became one. You know what I mean? I've never seen him yeah. be one. Um, beer money I saw, and that was that was well done. I take that back. But it's what you guys said. It's just I don't know. They're they're forcing it too damn hard. He's still he's gonna be he's on the intercontinental level. You know what I mean? That we talk about. Um, but to get to the next level, they need to be a heel. Bobby Roode called Mojo Raleigh Mojo Riley, Mojo Riley. Like a, a few times, right? Or was oh, it just I didn't once? Notice that. Very noticeable last night. Yeah, I didn't know if he legitimately doesn't know. Like, you know <laughs> mistakes happen, but they just call it now. Fairness, they just call him Mojo ninety yeah, percent of the time. I'm sure backstage he just calls him Mojo. So um, the thing with beer money when they're baby faces is you had James Storm to play off of, and he's yeah. a great baby face. Yeah. Um, Rude is such a natural heel. He just looks so out of place, and uh, and I, it, this is again one of those things where I feel like they're sticking to it just because they did it, and they don't want to seem like they're wrong. Right, he's he's way better as a heel, and they could use a good heel. Do you think though there's a chance Rusev <coughs> goes over and gets the U.S. belt this soon after Bobby got it? No, no, yeah. No. No, I think it's just a placeholder. They have a long time before their next pay per view. Their next pay per view is not till March, so they're gonna have you know. I think they're gonna do. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with Sammy and KO. Um, uh, if that's gonna be a TV main event, or if they're gonna hold that off until um, Fastlane. Because, you know, like we said, they had announced the, the five-way for Fastlane. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Fastlane coming up in March. Um, so we got the Fashion Files kind of back on TV last night. Um, of course, the Brazongo and Ascension backstage interrupted by Gable and Benjamin setting up a match for them later in the show. But before that happened, the Usos came out and cut a promo complete with uh, graphics. That jail cell slamming effect. Matt, what did you think of their promo last night? Uh, okay. The, 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 the cell door thing to close and slam. Yeah. You know, takes you out of it a little bit. But, dude, they're so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, God, they're good. They're very talented. They're, I, didn't, I didn't know they got this good. They're really good. Yeah. Uh, they're pro, I love their promo. I loved it. Yeah, I think them and uh, KO are the best promos on SmackDown by far. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Again, I love their promo, but I hated the, the, the jail door slamming. I just think it, it, because it makes it seem so like it's planned, you know, like they were sitting there waiting for them to say those lines, yep. as opposed to making it seem like, you know, could you imagine like Dusty Rhodes in his hard times promo and hard times <laughs> keeps popping up on the screen when he says it? It would just be so bad. Let it. So some fan, I want one of our fans out there to remix the hard times promo. <laughs> And put some current style WWE graphics. graphics and some text on the screen, some sound effects. Now, man, the Usos, they got so much charisma. They're, they're great. Oh, my God. Like, where do they even go from here? Top of the mountain, right? Well, it, looks like, I mean, it looks like the Bludgeon Brothers is where they're going oh. next. Yeah. yeah. Those matches do. will be good. They it's will. Just, what, yeah. What's up with their outfits? That's the thing. <laughs> they got to get rid of that, man. What's up with the clubs? that they? they like, <laughs> I, I, that was so I, – I laughed. I honestly laughed. Yeah. Like at first I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. It was all dark. These two huge monsters are walking out. And then 
the lights came on and I saw this I go, what the ble- what are they wearing? <laughs> it looks like um like trapeze artist outfits, like with the color with the red and the gray. Like they look they're they're out of the circus. Um it, it looks like their parents made them uh, cane outfits for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> poor poor what's his name? Uh Harper. Poor Luke oh, Harper. Harper yeah. Rowan are badasses on their own. They don't need uh to come out there with all the the costume, you know. Um, so they went last night. What was that? Drew Gulak's brother was one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which Rory? One? Rory. He he was the the bald guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So of course the Bludgeon Brothers won that match. After that, we saw backstage Ty Dillinger. Nice making another appearance. Uh, yeah. He's fine after his beatdown. Uh, Baron Corbin walked in and knocked him. Uh, so, man, I just feel bad that these guys, it's not, I don't think it's doing them favors when they keep showing up in segments together. Um, it doesn't, but what's his name was very comfortable, I thought, finally. Um, Corbin? No. Ty. Oh, Ty. Yeah. Ty struck me as very comfortable in this promo, especially with Shane. That would make one, that, that could make one nervous, you know, being in a promo with a McMahon. Yeah, you know he he handled it pretty well. I thought he looked very he looked comfortable to me. I agree with that. Um, so you know what he talk- should have said. Oh, what's that? You know what he should know what he should have said though when he talked about uh, what what did he say about you know can't you go away? And he was like you know kind of like your what do you what do you say uh, your your uh, money in the brief oh. money in the bank briefcase. He should have yeah. said and your hairline too. <laughs> He totally should have said that. I wonder if there's some. I wonder if there's some sort of uh, moratorium on being able to mention his hairline because I don't think anyone has, right? I I, I bet you can't because. Well, although maybe so, because weren't they? Was he getting called out for being skinny fat for a while there? He was addressing. I mean, Baron was addressing it on Twitter. It was that. No, Cena called him and could have sworn both of them. Uh, Yeah, I think. I think Cena can get away with it, but. They don't script it, you know. They don't script oh, these yeah. guys to make fun of Corbin's yeah. physique or his hair. Um, okay, so let's talk about this promo last night. Ruby Riot, uh, accompanied by Sarah Logan, last night, um, and Liv Morgan came out, and Charlotte was addressing the Oscar situation, and Ronda Rousey wasn't getting too into it, but she was talking to Renee Young. Um, and what's interesting is that Ronda Rousey got booed. Her name, her ref, yeah. her name being referenced got booed already mm-hmm. it, yeah. i think this is going to be one of those cases we're shoving it down the throat so fans are going to turn on it quick which is weird right because it's i mean in 48 hours 48 she hasn't even she i like it though they're they, they listen they love their women's wrestlers now i like yeah. it so yeah. what did you think of Ruby Riot's promo last night, Matt? I don't know how you felt about the Riot Squad before, but I, I let me just say that I thought last night when she came out and talked about Charlotte being entitled, you know, she's known girls like her her whole life. I thought mm-hmm. this was the the most of an angle we've ever gotten from Ruby Riot, and I actually I connected with it. I thought it was there, really good. There was a natural. There was a natural. Repeat. Uh, you know what I mean? I believe, just like you, she's banging. You kind of uh, broke up there. You were saying there's I believe, a I, I believe she believed what she was saying. Therefore, yeah. it was good. And I think, you know, Raj, I want to get to your point in a second, but Ruby has, compared to the other women, a very unconventional look, right? Um, and I think that with Sarah Logan especially, it's kind of the same. Liv Morgan kind of blows this up because Liv looks like a, you know, a model. Um, but I think that Ruby's angle and Sarah's angle of being like, look, we're not, 
we're not glam. We're not, you know, the the born into this business. We haven't had things hand to, handed to us. Being more regular girls, um, I actually think is a killer angle. And I think Ruby being about, you know, I might not look like you, but I'm better than any of you in the ring. I think that's so much better than the nothing storyline they came in with. I, I think I, I thought Ruby Riot's promo was good, but I just don't think she's ready yet for Charlotte. I felt like Charlotte came across no. as a much bigger star in this. Oh, and, absolutely. And I think the Riot Squad needs to break up. I just think they have no chemistry together. Um, they just seem so random. There's, they do. They got nothing. Um, I think completely Ru- different people, right? Exactly. And I think Ruby Wright would be, it would be better served for her to be by herself. I mean, I think Sarah Logan would probably get hurt the most by splitting them up, but I just think Ruby Wright should be on her own. Um, but yeah, that said, like, I think the promo is good, but I think have her feud one-on-one with someone else first, have Charlotte be with someone with more experience for right now. And then you can and, get to that. And Glenn, what you're talking about with Ruby yeah. And you're and, and, and um you're saying how you know it's a direction you know it's a storyline for her you know talking the way you were saying that's not a storyline what you're insinuating what you're what you're suggesting that's her and her character that's for her mm-hmm. she gets a microphone to start doing on her own that's her damn job you know what I mean like when you get a mic when you get a microphone that is your job to try to you know what I mean. To, to, to try to get your persona over at all times, no matter what verbiage is given to you. I thought it was great. I mean, because when she came in originally, it was just all the, you know, I'm here to start a riot. I'm here to mess stuff up. But last night it was like, I know I got who her character was in that yeah. short promo yeah. more than thing. And I think you could put her against any woman um, like Rashad. I don't think she's necessarily ready for Charlotte, but they need a placeholder feud. And if this can be used to establish Ruby more, you know, more power to them. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, this isn't a mania match. So, yeah, I no. mean, for a placeholder for now, it helps Ruby Riot. So, um, but there's yeah, so many the, other women that they could do something in the meantime and get ready, Ruby Riot even more ready. Well, but, you know. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. Carmella last night, she's never really cashing this thing in, is she? What did you think of the, the yeah. almost cash in last night? I mean, I'm, I like I liked that they don't cash it in right away, though. You don't? Yeah, seven yeah. months now. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of builds, you know. So I, 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 I like the tease. I just hate when the referee is just holding a briefcase for like two minutes. You know, like what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you sure? Yeah. It's like as soon as they hand it to you, that should just be it. But anyway, wait, that, wait, what is thing. this? What is what is this briefcase? What does this mean? <laughs> right. I don't get what you're doing. What you yeah. want me to? You want me to do this? <laughs> Oh, anyway, oh, yeah. So outside of that, I, I thought it was pretty clever, cleverly done. Actually, with, uh, with the referee bump and yeah, and leaving. But it's kind of weird. That was the women's segment last night. Um, I mean, that was it. You know, given uh, everything that went down Sunday, and, but, I mean, and after that, we had Ty Dillinger and Baron Corbin. Now, again, like you were saying, uh, Matt, backstage they built that up. Um, but yeah, so Corbin won. Uh, man, I just think these guys in a feud with each other doesn't doesn't go Do anywhere. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't help do either of them. I think Ty yeah, should right. cut, yeah, Ty should cut his hair, wear a suit, and you know, kind of kind of uh, reinvent himself as a heel. As a, you know, he he was doing some heelish stuff at the house shows last month. So mm. I think he needs a change because he's going nowhere right now. The ten thing it can only get you so over, you know. 
But even his entrance, what he does in the ring when they announce his name, I don't know. He just, I don't know what, what I'm missing. I think he, he presents himself like a star to me. Oh, Ty, definitely. I think he's got his a body cool... language, his isms, I mean, you know? He's been doing this longer. I'm trying to think. I mean, aside from the vets, I mean, Ty has got to be tied for the guys that have been doing this the longest on SmackDown Live, right? Definitely. I remember him getting, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's complete package. He has the gimmick that's over with the fans. They just have always booked him like, uh, you know. He is a little small, and that always hurts you in WWE. And yeah. That's why I always wonder about Adam Cole, because he's about Adam Cole size. Hmm. He was taller than AJ. Yeah, but AJ's also a little thicker, you know? Like, he doesn't look, not scrawny, but skinny. And, and Ty's kind of got that skinny frame. I don't know. Um, that's the only thing I can think of because I, otherwise, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, you know, try at least try with him. Do you think there are guys though that they decide backstage? This is someone that is the what is that yeah. is rumored. What it is, not to cut you off. Yeah. That supposedly, the way it works now is, and I don't know this for sure. I just know this from some of the guys that have left, and I'll admit. We're disgruntled about it, so maybe their opinion needs to be taken with a grain of salt mm-hmm. with what I'm about to say. But they've said, multiple of them, that they've got to – they figure you in a certain to a certain level, and that's it, and there is no getting out of that box. Yeah. That's ridiculous if that's true. Well, he's someone that's going to have a career, right? I mean, he, he – now, correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't he done some stuff at the Performance Center um, – in, in in terms of helping out, I mean, isn't sure. the idea that he's got job security, he'll probably go into a training capacity yeah, at some point. He's just probably. not going to be a star, you know, in their eyes. Oh, not just him, but others as well. Multiple other stars yeah. um, that have been released over the years. They, 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 they've all said that you're penciled, in in this, you're penciled in in this one area, this one box, and you can't get out of it. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, that's the perfect example. <clears throat> Man, this got to be so weird, too. Um, could, the idea could you ima- that... Could oh, you imagine if that happened in the Attitude Era? Could you imagine? Uh, Stone Cold would be a great hand and would be a ring technician, as he likes to call, <laughs> refer to himself as. <laughs> hey, the ringmaster, you know? Could you... Seriously, it's ridiculous if they did it then. Yeah. yeah. And even the Attitude Era, you didn't have many um, smaller guys pushed. Even even if they were talented, you know. Yeah, but over, you know what I mean. But 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 nowadays, over is over. You know, it should be if you get over, you get an opportunity, right? Back then, in the Attitude Era, if you got over, you got an opportunity. Yeah. Hey, Sean, how's it going? I'm already. Jesus Christ, let me shake the cobwebs. Oh. <laughs> so professional, Davari. I know you can't even tell I'm not wearing pants. Oh Lord. Um, all right, so we'll get back to talk to Sean, and then we'll finish up yeah. the SmackDown review and talk a little bit about Ronda Rousey. Uh, Sean, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, what's new with you guys? <laughs> that was a half hour already. <laughs> yeah, no, that was perfect. Oh, uh, Zavari. What's up, dude? You're chilling, listening to SmackDown. Now you're... SmackDown <laughs> reviewing... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listening to the SmackDown Review podcast. Did you watch it last night? Oh uh, yeah, that was heavy implied sarcasm. 
All right. So Sean, um, how's the, how's the wrestling school going? How's the wrestling academy with Ken Anderson? Sorry, you broke up. What did you say? How's the, how's the wrestling academy going? It's good, man. Uh, it's kind of fun. We're into our second year. We've been open for like 13 months now. And like, there's a lot of little things that are just kind of picking up traction that we didn't, you know, we never had going on last. So we did a lot of marketing and like aggressive advertising and stuff. And now it's like, People are coming in from crazy different directions, and like we're like, oh, that's weird. You're in South America, people from like out of town, be like, oh yeah, you know, um, Tommy Dreamer sent us your way, or this or that and stuff. So it's kind of cool now to just see that, you know, as you know, apparently known wrestling schools in the country. Uh, um, you were breaking up a little bit there. Um, are are you on Wi-Fi? Oh, I'm on a hardware connection. Okay, yeah, perfect. I could really quick. I could tell you what he said. He's he's really he's really the second year is really taken off. They're getting their their branding out there more. They're getting people sent to them from all different sorts of people, and their name is really out there now. Where they're getting an influx of a hell of a lot of uh, talent from all all, all sort of all over the place. Basically, is what I got out of that. Yeah, Matt, where did you train? OVW. I was very lucky just to get my start with developmental right away. Oh wow. Okay. Not that indie bullshit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that had to. So there were probably a bunch of killers back then because they had. Uh, I mean, OVW was stacked there for a while. Brock Orton would just called up, and Batista and Cena were like on deck when I started. Yeah, jeez. I mean, that's a that's an all star class. Um. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, let's let's keep going with SmackDown, and then we'll get Sean so comes back, back on. Yeah. So people really liked this promo that Bobby Roode cut on Rusev for the uh, title match they're going to have next week. P- I, did. I, I did, but again, I just I just we I don't know if it's because we we need to look at this from. I wonder if we should look at this Raj from like the a general fan standpoint versus we know Bobby Roode like we feel like we know him personally, right? We know where he's best at. Right. I wonder what like the seven year old in the audience thinks. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought the glorious thing was clever on the calendar. But when you, you think as a, a seven year old fan looking at it, when he turns around and gives that cheesy smile, you think they're like, wow, that guy's awesome. I don't know. I think we I think it's impossible for me to look at this properly. I, I think it's impossible for me to because yeah. I've always trumpeted this dude as being like the best. Honestly, he's one of the top three people I've ever shared a ring with. That's a hell of a statement as far as making me look better than I am. Yeah. yeah. As a heel. Is that any better? Much better. Unfortunately. Cool. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're so much uglier in high def. It's kind of like that. Let's come out in the bar and you're like, oh my God, that's what you look like. Um, yeah, so Sean, uh, Nora lied to me, man. Lied to me too. And Nora, Molly Holly, uh, one of the trainers at the Academy of Pro Wrestling in Minneapolis. So usually when people tell me something they don't want out, they'll say off the record or off the call, like, oh, it's not true, yada, yada, yada. So Molly Holly told me last week that there was no, you know, that she hadn't been contacted about the Royal Rumble. And then, uh, and that she learned about it from the internet and contacted WWE and they said it's not true. And then boom, there she is in the Royal Rumble. So she worked me too. This is like, you know, no one's ever thrown me a surprise birthday party before, but I think this is like the closest thing I can relate to that. And something, the links that she went to just to keep it a secret for me. Like she kind of knew like, 
her family doesn't really care. Her husband doesn't really care. She just knew it would be something that I would enjoy. So when, when it actually happened, I wasn't even watching. If I knew she was on there, I would have watched the Rumble. That's kind of funny. I'm, I'm texting with my friend Evan. Uh, what's up? What were all your? I watched the footage of all your students watching it live and like going crazy and bumping in the ring and yeah, Ken, Ken was there. Ken, Ken was at the academy and the kids were watching wow. it there and I was at home and that was Ken's girlfriend was actually recording them. <laughs> oh nice! Excuse me, his wife now. His wife was uh, recording it and um, yeah. So when it, when it, I'm texting with my friend Evan and then he's going like um, he's like oh the girls are in and like something happened. He's like man, you know some girls are just so uncoordinated and I said yeah, it's kind of weird like. Of all the female wrestlers I've ever met, like Nora's the only one that seems to have just this like hand-eye coordination that most women wrestlers don't have. And then right. he was like, "Yeah, she's doing really good." He was assuming I was watching the Rumble, and she was, and no, she was in the ring. I <laughs> and then finally, he goes like, "Holy shit!" And I go, "What?" It was Molly killed Sasha. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and then finally, um, then I put two and two together. Like, oh my god, that bitch worked me. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, she really went like, you know, even when it first happened, I was thinking, oh, maybe WWE read, you know, Raj's website and got like, was like, oh man, that's really bad that, you know, everyone was talking about her and we didn't ask her. I thought maybe they booked her after your interview and stuff. <laughs> but, like, she didn't even, you know, she was so afraid of being rusty in the ring. She goes, I didn't want to come to the academy to work out because I didn't want you to know that I was like preparing for something. So it was kind of cool. Like in hindsight, the yeah. length that she went to, to like, you know, make this a nice little surprise for me. I fucking missed it. So she so was she working in the ring? Like did she tell you oh, later? No, she'd been gone for she was on vacation in Florida for a couple of weeks and then she was home and then she had about I guess this week to do or you know, this past seven days to do it and, and she never came through, she never mentioned it. And she wow. said, oh, yeah, I have, I'll happily do your, the wrestling inc interview for you. And then she did it and said she's not in it. So I, I really thought that's what was gonna happen. Yeah, so when she, we were emailing so she, me, she was saying she like she wants to like if she would have known, she would have practiced taking bumps and tanned and all this <laughs> stuff. And like, <laughs> you look great though, holy shit! No, yeah. she looked yeah. awesome. That's why I was shocked that she hadn't the been working. Arms are all jacked, and she looked great. And... Yeah, I wonder if she when she was in Florida for that vacation, if she was stopping by the performance center. No, I don't. I don't think, no, she wasn't even in Orlando. But uh, <laughs> kinda, I mean, like she's she's a natural. She doesn't need. I mean, you saw her. She came in there, blew a little comeback, and did the spot. Like even the girls that were there, working more recently, were kind of rushing things with her a little bit. Definitely were. They definitely were. I mean, hey, every hey, really, really quick, Davari. Yeah. Um, who, if you if you don't mind, who are your top uh, right now? Who is your top up and comers out of your school that you know? If you could see the future, um, one day possibly be in WWE. It's, or, you know that. Make, it's so hard. Make, Oh. Making how about this? Making a living with no other job is being worse. I'll tell you why it's hard to tell, Matt. Because the most experienced guy I have is like one year in, so wow. you never know when they're going to plateau. Yeah. As far as if they keep learning at this pace, I have about three or four of them that could. But how many guys you know that have been on the job for like ten years, but they're about three, four years good, and they just never get any better? Hundred percent right. So yeah, you're really right. Or, or how many guys you know they're just like shit sandwiches forever, and then one day it just clicks and they're off into the races. Yeah, very true. Really impossible. That's it's like if the, you know you know the deal. There's a formula to do this. WWE would be making John Cena's and Roman Reigns left and right, but there isn't. You never know. Yeah. yeah. 
And so we had Molly Holly in the Rumble, um, who one of the trainers at the Academy. And then you got Billy Gunn coming up. Billy Gunn was on, on yeah. Raw 25. This guy, man, he does not age. He he's looks like – He's the real-life Benjamin Button, man. Like every year he gets older, he looks better, he's more jacked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look at DX and, you know, it, you know he looks the same as, as back then. Yeah, you know, and a cool thing too is I've always been a big Billy Gunn fan, but I never got to work with him. When we were in WWE together, he was on SmackDown, I was on Raw for like my first year, and then he got let go. Um, and then when I got to TNA, it was the first time I actually got to like get in the ring and work. And even even then, uh, the pay per views used to be separate, so I, I would see him like three times a year, like when SmackDown and Raw would have like a joint pay per view. But when I got to TNA, we got to work a lot, and I learned like he was a guy that helped me break through like. That, that plateau we were just talking about. I was right about like a, when I got to TNA, I think I was maybe like seven or eight years in the business and I was plateaued for a while. And he was a guy that helped me break through that with a lot of little things that, you know, at, at WWE, unless you're in the main event, main event, no one's really more experienced than you. Everybody's right. kind of been around. But then that was the time where like I got to work on house shows with like a 15 year veteran every night. And he picked up so many little things that nobody else could ever point out to me. One of the things, can you guys hear me? One of the things, Sean, that he's going to, I guarantee he's going to teach your kids about is uh, the importance of bumping and feeding and a, and a baby face's comeback yep. and the rhythm, the rhythm of it as yep. well. Because nobody did it better. Nobody did it better than him. This dude, six foot six, 280 pounds and jacked. He came to my, he came to my commissioner election when I won my election and we got sworn in and we're taking photos together. I'm like, dude, I don't want to stand next to you. Like you're embarrassing me. Like he's humongous. You already won. Now's the time we can look back. He's huge. Oh my God. He's massive. He's, I don't know how old he is. I want to say he's his late forties or early fifties. And I honestly think he's 54. I think he's 54. No, are you serious? 54? Swear to Christ. And he's 54. He said it on store. From the yep. For the mid '90s to the early 2000s, when WWS had the busiest schedule, he was bumping every night for 30 years now, and he can still do it. Like I've been, I've been on the job 18 years. I've had nearly as many matches. I can barely walk. I use a cane after that. Yeah. If, if I had to guess, like looking at him, I would say like he was early 40s, like maybe 41, 42, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think Matt was right. I think he was. No, he's 54. God, that's crazy. <laughs> So he's he's doing this training seminar at the academy. Um, he'll be a guest trainer on Monday, February nineteenth. Yes, sir. Uh, coming up a couple weeks. Um, there'll be two seminars: one from six thirty to eight thirty for those who have had zero to twenty pro wrestling matches, and then after that, eight thirty to ten thirty will be the second for people that have had twenty plus. And um, you can register at the academy prowrestling.com slash billy. Um, yeah, so what are these seminars like? What 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 do people do uh, when they go to these? My favorite thing we do at the academy because like we usually have people that we you know very, we've yet to bring in someone who's like a complete stranger. It's always like people we know, our friends and stuff. Right. And when you become friends with someone, like me and Matt have been friends since two thousand four. Like, how much do we ever talk about wrestling? We never talk about never. Yeah. We talk about life. He tells me about his wife, his kids, whatever. But now it's like this is a thing where I get to just sit back and be a fly on the wall and listen to my friends talk about wrestling and I go, Oh wow. I never, I never knew they see things that way. Or I never you know, like Mickey James came in for us. And especially with like female wrestlers, we really never talk about wrestling and just listen to what the way, what her philosophy and the way she thinks of like a cover and a kick out hearing her break that down. I was like, wow, that's this conversation will never come up in the past. Hasn't come up in the past 15 years and it won't come up in the next 15, but I'm so glad I got to see 
the importance of a good cover and a good kickout to Mickey James, for example. Um, and just that's so much fun for me. And another thing is, it's just started happening. We probably should market it better this way. But if you're just a fan, it's not a bad thing just to participate in. Like there was last time someone came through and said, I don't even want to get in the ring. I just want to hear what X-Pac has to say. And I come and said, sure. And it was kind of, he said it was like so much better than any autograph signing or convention he went to because he just got to sit there and listen. There's a forum to ask questions where, you know, have you ever been to a signing and a fucking Mark asks too many questions? Like, everybody move along. Like, you're hoping yeah. you're no, but it was great for them. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, you know, your brother Arya, obviously a, a star in the cruiserweight division. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you watched it last night, but they're revamping it a little bit. They got Rockstar Spud. Um, Rockstar Spud in as the GM. They're bringing it. Roderick Strong is joining the cruiserweight division. Um, what are your thoughts on, on where the division's at? Uh, well, I mean, right now, I, I asked my brother yesterday. He was just telling me what was on the show because I was training um, at the academy and. I said, are they kind of like rebooting it right now? He said, no one's officially said anything, but he says it does feel like, you know, when they started, they said, hey, we're going to put more emphasis on character development and stuff than like the Cruiserweight Classic they did that summer. And he says, it just kind of feels like the way the show is formatted. He goes, this felt the most wrestling heavy um, thing we've ever done. But also Royal Rumble is the beginning of the chapter book to WrestleMania. So it could just be that's going on. But um, yeah, it, it looks like it. I think I think Spud's a great idea. Like, I didn't even think about him. And I was like, yeah. when, when, my, when my brother said that he was the jam, I was like, oh my god, that's a great idea. Like I completely forgot he's under he, contract. Dude, he killed it last night too, he, man. He would too. I'm going to my head. I'm like, maybe like you know, Hurricane will come back and do it. And then I was like, what about Rey Mysterio? Well, no, he's way too big of a star to be on Two Five Live as a yeah. non wrestling figure. You know, like I couldn't think of anyone that would be a good fit. And then that wasn't a thought in my head. And as soon as I heard it, it's a perfect. That's a guy who can do that job perfectly and Seriously. do it good enough where he will be the GM. He won't be the focal point. And if he gets a bit and says, hey, we need you to do blah, 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 he won't turn it into the spud show, I feel. And he's got a new name, Drake Maverick. Which uh, uh, The fans didn't like that part. Yeah, P- I, they'll get used to it. I remember when, like, uh, Finn Balor, right? I, like, no one liked that name at first. Or uh, Hideo Itami, but, you know, you, you get used to it after a while. I wonder why they care so much. Like it's not even like a right. I mean, it kind of felt like they did it for a while. Like all those guys came into NXT and they kept right. their actual like you know independent yeah. names. I wonder why certain circumstances it's a big deal, and certain circumstances it isn't. Yeah, especially because when I hear Drake Maverick, I think of like a big guy, like a big athletic dude. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't like fit like Rockstar Spud. I think maybe it's just years of hearing Rockstar Spud and him doing comedy. I mean, you think I about it, fucking Spud's a pretty retarded name too, so I can't. <laughs> But you're right. It has a nice ring. <laughs> what the fuck's a spot? Like a potato? Yeah. I don't yeah. think Vince sees it. This charismatic British guy coming in there and spud. I mean, that just doesn't fit how they're in some. But Drake Maverick sounds like the fakest of fake names. Everything. It does sound like a porn star name a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the George Costanza. What was his porn star name? Uh, Buck naked. But <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> got that kind of sound to it it's one of those i never really understood that protecting your ip thing because without your machine behind it your ip is worthless you know like what the fuck is a tivo what's a pepsi like it it was nothing until you made it something but if you don't have a pepsi label on a bottle of soda the name pepsi is worthless to you if i have the name drake maverick but i don't have the talent who's associated with what's it worth to wwe 
And, you know, sometimes it backfires too, right? Because, you know, if Nash and Hall went to WCW as Diesel and Razor, it wouldn't have been nearly as effective as them right. just kind of being themselves and getting rid of those gimmicks. So. I remember like, I was really happy when I started with WWE and they let me use my actual name. And I got to TNA and it, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I was thinking all along. I could be Davari. And I got there. And then I did it for like three months. And then all of a sudden one day, like, hey, your new name is Sheik Abdul Bashir. I go, why? And they go, well, we can't own Davari. Like, well, but I know you can't, but you've done it for the last three months. And if you don't have me, what is that name to you guys? Right. Yeah. I, I could understand certain occasions, especially if it's a character you create like Undertaker or Kane. That's, that's an IP. You know, that's one thing. Character, it's a look, it's a everything, but just the name. But then, here, okay. Right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Lost Raj and Devo. You guys hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. can hear me. Yep. Yeah, really quick. Here's what I don't understand. Right. Unless they let like Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander and all these other guys keep it. So it's just it's just very random. Roderick, you know, whatever cup of coffee they had that day is what they feel. Yeah, whatever WWE does is what WWE does is kind of reflective of the industry. And I really felt that a lot, especially at TNA. Like, I don't remember. What happened? But when they came up to me one day and said, "Oh, your name is not Devar anymore," this and that, I don't remember what was going on. But I felt like it was a knee-jerk reaction to something WWE was doing. With mm. bro, bro, I'll tell you what you were doing. You were preventing me from going and punching Booker T in his mouth. You remember that? <laughs> I do. No, I don't remember stopping you, but I remember the heat. Did I, I actually was, stop you? you how how do I stop you, you? You talked me down off the ledge. I was uh, telling Russo to get the camera ready. And I go, oh, really? I didn't know that at all. I should let you go. That was so much more fun for me to watch. Because you, you were teaching me, and you're, and you're waiting me for the record. You were telling me. Wait, wait. I, I you, oh, what did you say? You were what? what? You, were, you were teaching me how I need to look at this as a business and not take it so personal. That Booker was making a business decision. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? I his, and right, not real quick, Matt. Put, Matt, real quick, explain to, explain to the listeners uh, what happened with Booker, Booker. didn't want to put me over. And in his defense, looking back, sorry, in his defense, looking back, he was 100% right. He has his own brand to protect, to protect his identity, to protect his future, to protect. And TNA gave him, like, no heads up, and he was going to have, like, a three-minute match with me, unadvertised, because um, at the time I was going through each main event mafia member one by one, and Booker was up next. And he was the only one who had a problem putting me over. But, again, they gave no advance notice, no advertisement for it, and I understand it now, but then I was still a little bit younger in the business, I guess, and I didn't understand it as much. I took it very personal. And I was offended by it because I thought we were, me and Booker were friends. Sean was like, dude, it has nothing to do with being friends. You know, this is his, him looking out for his brand, nothing more. You got to treat this like a business and nothing extra. And it made sense. I don't remember all the details. I just remember thinking about it. It was like, we're by the trailer. The presentation we're, we're the was terrible. Man, I really don't remember that. I do remember a lot of like little things that we've done, but for some reason that sounds like a really fun one. I wish I, I remember, but I don't remember. I had for breakfast. It was like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but um, no, no, like as you say it right now, if that like I remember there's just the presentation is everything. Like you don't – I remember one time we were sitting uh, – me and Kevin Ash were sitting in his locker room. Like it's separate from where everybody else would change. Yeah. And Simon Diamond came in He goes – Hey, Kev, we need you in the ring in five minutes. You go over your promo. And then he just starts walking out the room, and Kev goes, oh, hold on, hold on. Come back here. And then, like, 
I just remember that was something I saw. I was like, dude, presentation is everything. If you came up to them and went, hey, Kevin, how's it going? How's your day? Oh, fuck, you know, my wife left me, my dog died, and my bags got lost at the airport. You would present that a different way, but, yeah. you know, the way they, that was all set up, I just remember, yeah. I just walking out the room, Kevin was like, oh, hold up, hold up. And I was like, ooh, it's going to get good. <laughs> wait, wait, why was Kevin upset? I, I, I didn't just the way he... Because he was talked to. There's like there's some... to. I mean, Kevin Nash yeah. is probably more yeah. than anybody there at TNA. The one thing he does better than anything is talk. Yeah. And for someone to come in and be like, Hey, we need you in the ring to practice your promo. Oh, gotcha. No. Hey, no. hey, Greenhorn, we need you to go over this because you're going to fuck up right. all your lines. Yeah, yeah, so Simon Diamond, he was an agent at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I do I remember somewhat of the situation with, with Matt's deal was um, we were in Europe. It was a horrible tour as far as logistics. We were all dead tired. It was the last day. We were in Switzerland. The show almost had a riot. Booker's wife almost got pelted with glass beer bottles at ringside, like – that was the day that this was presented to him. And I, I, that probably had so much more. And just now Matt saying, I had no idea. It was in three minutes on a go-home TV for a pay-per-view, which I'm sure Booker had a match on the pay-per-view that he had to be concerned about. Like, of course he's going to – that could have been – that could have waited until Booker got to Orlando and the office could have been like, hey, Book, so we have Matt going through all the main event mafias. Three weeks ago, he killed this guy. Two weeks ago, he killed that guy. This week, it's you. What can we do to make Matt look good? And then let Booker present that, and they probably would have got the exact same result. It's a good call. And I, that was one of my first ones, so I was still new to it myself, and I took it so personal. I mean, you, you could go because it was, it was as much as he took it personal that he didn't want to do that. You should have taken it personal that I was fucking up your plans too. But I'm, I'm glad you didn't get in a fight with him. I can't believe I talked you out of that. I would love to watch something like that. <laughs> I would, have got my, I would have got my giant wooden spoon and stared that box open. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, so, uh, so Sean, uh, does Arya, does he get to, does he, with his schedule, is he able to go to the Academy a lot? Not, not a lot, but as you know, way more actually than I, I thought he would. Like, you know, he come, he has the, one of the stiffest schedules because the cruiserweights have to do both TVs, which is mm. terrible. But some days, or some weeks, I should say, there's three. There's a live pay-per-view on Sunday, live Raw on Monday, live SmackDown Tuesday. That's three 16-hour days in a row, 300 miles apart. Like, it is grueling. And on Wednesday, he'll land home, literally die in his bed, wake up at 5 p.m. and come to the academy. And nice. like, I always tell him, like, dude, we're open Thursday. Like, you, you don't have to come today. But some days he's up for it. Some days he wants to try out new things. But a lot of the guys that are getting better now, like I said, we've been open for 13 months. This is the really fun part now is guys are no longer learning arithmetic. Now it's time to teach them algebra. Yeah. So they do. They, yeah. They fly all the cruiserweights out to raw every week. Right. Even though they only use a handful, if that. So like, I think this last Monday, they didn't use any. Um, they, there's sometimes a match on raw, but then sometimes they work on main event too. Right. Yeah. Um, well, great job. Well, th- hey, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, t- tell people how they can sign up for the Billy Gunn Seminar and how they can sign up for the Academy. Yeah, absolutely. So this Friday is actually the beginning of our uh, our fifth class, I want to say. Yeah, our fifth class is this Friday, February 2nd. Uh, we're down to just a few spots left for that one, but we have them every you know, 90 days, every four months or so, we have a new class. Um, and then on the February 19th, like you said, we have the Billy Gunn Seminar. 
they can go to theacademyprowrestling.com. And on there has all the information you would need if you want to contact us, ask us questions directly, or you can register for the seminar or for our next class or anything. Um, you know, it, it's something that like I always say, like, if you've ever thought about doing this, whether it's the seminar or wrestling or whatever, just get as much information as you can. Email us, ask us a million questions, then email Dreamer and Bubba in New York, and then email Devon in Florida, and then email Danny Davis in Louisville. Like, ask as many questions as you want. Contact Dinsmore in South Dakota and Lance in Canada. And then figure out which one works best for you because it's not it's not a one size fit all thing. Mm, true. All right, great. Well, well, thanks so much for joining us, Sean. It's always great having you on. Thank you very much for having me. I love you, Matt. I hope to see you soon. Love you too, buddy. Bye. Take care, man. <clears throat> Back to bed. Um, so they did announce a two hundred five live last night. In addition to uh, Mr. Maverick as the new GM. Uh, we're going to have another cruiserweight tournament and it's going to be on two Oh five live and the final match will be at WrestleMania. So they're not, Matt, I know you said the other night, you know, what you'd heard, uh, rumblings were Vince saying, can't we just kill it? At least they're, they're giving Seriously. it a shot. I swear to you, this way, that's what like, I'm telling a lot of people said, um, I like, how good did Spud do selling that by the way? This guy, his, vo- his voice, his inflex, just everything. He's so damn good. Um, I'm a huge fan of his, uh, Good, good. Obviously, what else? I mean, what's it really talk about? Of course, there needs to be a tournament. There's no champion, right? So yeah. um, this is good news for. I think this is the last legs. I, I think we're safe saying, right? Something needs to happen. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't take off this time, and I, I just, man, I want this division to to do well. But taping yeah. it after SmackDown in that arena yeah. it just is killing it. And I, until they change that. You're gonna have the same problems. Could you Whoa. imagine if they would have dropped some money to get Ray to do one more date last what? night? And, no, seriously, to end it doesn't need he doesn't have to be in the tournament, but to end the Royal Rumble weekend on a high note, because we had this crowd that was there after SmackDown, Mixed Match Challenge, and then 205 Live, and just the wind is out of the sails. If you don't have a hot crowd, the audience. Wait, wait, wait. you're saying to have Ray on 205 Live? Have him do a one off uh, appearance. Get you do it excited. on Raw, then. You don't do it on 205 Live. Ray's a big star. Yes, he's he not, is. He's I'm not going to agree to do that. He's not going to agree to do I hope he doesn't watch this show. <laughs> no, he's not going to do a one-off on two job to Drew Gulak on 205 Live to, uh, to I, I'm not saying yes to wake job, the crowd up. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> a high, look, why did the Cruiserweight Classic succeed where 205 Live has failed? Part of the reason was the full-sale crowd and that energy. If you get people pumped and the crowd at home watches it and sees that the crowd there is excited about it, it translates. So we're going to have the Cruiserweight Classic into a dead crowd with just that through SmackDown and yes, the Mixed Match that's Challenge. What they do. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Bringing in Ray for a one-off is not going to do anything uh, for it. It's a long-term problem. Look, if you got it going, you got a hot, and then you got a network deal or something, and then you could put guys like Ray on, guys that are big stars. But you don't waste big stars when you could have them on Raw where they, they'll matter. Or SmackDown, mm-hmm. where you know you're, you have millions of people watching, as opposed to maybe hundreds of thousands. You're right. They got to do something to wake it up, just to get people excited and interested. I mean, you know, I've been to SmackDown tapings, and I'm telling you, there are conversations around you for people like, well, I could be home that much sooner. You oh, know, yeah. it's like the dark matches they're doing after Two Five Live are, are kind of nothing. Well, a start would be. A, get you, you get them out of there. Do it at full sale when you tape NXT. Mm-hmm. Just tape it. Mm-hmm. Forget calling it 205 Live. If you're worried about the tagline live, call it 205 um, 
205 high or, you know, something, <laughs> something else. If that's what you're concerned about. But uh, the, yeah, this is doing or just just merge it into NXT and have a cruiserweight title. They only have one title anyway for the singles. So, well, and we got guys from the UK showing up last night. Or was yeah. it, uh, so yeah, the tournament's going to happen. Maybe we'll get some surprise appearances. What guy? Uh, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. What yeah. guys from the UK? Who was uh, uh, Tyler Bate was on last night? Yeah, Tyler. He, he oh, lost to wow. TJP. I lo- was that a good? Must have been a really good match. Actually. It was really good. Yeah, I thought the matches were good last night. I love night. Tyler Bate. I love him. It's the just quality fresh uh, has never been an issue in two hundred five live. It was better last night. They got more time. Um, they didn't. They didn't feel as rushed. But that crowd again, like you watch a Tyler Bate match in NXT, and then you watch it on Two Hundred Five Live in NXT. It's hot, you know, That's and the true. crowd's going at it. But this, you know, it was eh, they were, they were, it was all right as far as the crowd went. But the match was very good. Cedric Alexander and Grand Metalik was very good. Uh, with Cedric getting the win there. Um. So back to SmackDown, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable versus Brazongo in a match that was surprisingly competitive before Benjamin and Gable won. Um, I couldn't tell. Matt, is this Benjamin and Gable on their way down? Is this Brazongo getting something again? I, I couldn't tell from the booking how people stand on this match. They won. They won the match, though. What do you mean? Yeah, they yeah. won. Though, but I mean, yeah, putting them. In, yeah, but if they're going to be a feud, if they're going to be in a feud, are they going to be a feud with Brazongo? I mean, where else is there for them to go at this point? Yeah, I, no one, no one knows. It's just sometimes they just have matches for the sake of having matches. That's true. You know what I mean? Just to get them on TV. That was a big thing when I was there. Was like, uh, you want to be on TV, you know, in any way, form, in any form or fashion. Um, I know, like someone like Jim Cornette would disagree with that, you know, and would tell me it's important that when you are on TV, you have something that's presentable, and that's the stuff that helps you get over. Not just being on TV for the sake of being on TV, but WWE does think differently. Some, you know, and. They believe that any TV time is good TV time, and they're trying to establish this other tag team, you know, Shelton and um, Gable. And so that's just a match. Sometimes you just have matches to, to, to win a match and get a guy their wins. Yeah, it, it, it didn't seem like anything was really coming of it. It was just it was just there to get Gable and Benjamin to win after they lost last night because they are, and really, really realistically, they're in the number three tag team right now on the brand. So who's two? Uh, New Day. Oh, that's right. What, was New Day even on other than Kofi doing his thing? Oh. Just, just in that oh. fatal four-way, yeah, just Kofi. But they really dominated that, having both of them outside the ring. Um, <laughs> they usually do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so let's talk about the, the main event, AJ Styles and Shitsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. last night. Uh, we talked about this earlier, teasing some fractures between Zayn and Owens. Yeah. Uh, Nakamura and Styles got the win. But, okay, so... TV time being what it is and putting them in the main event being something, but Matt, do you think there's an issue when it's it's the same guys in this segment? I mean, are we going to see variations of these four building up to Fastlane where the, potentially they could all be in the main event at Fastlane? How do you keep it fresh and interesting when it's uh, the same squad each time? I think it's fresh just being Sami Zayn alone. I really do. Yeah. Again, guys, it's a SmackDown pay-per-view. We, you always say how it's the B-show, so they're always going to be treated a certain way, right? So then you know what? Then why not take a chance with Sammy? This is the time to do it. He, he's been on fire. And I thought, I thought I his promo that. at the end of the show was the only promo on the show that felt organic and, yeah. and feel scripted. Um, I thought Kevin Owens was just great uh, at rings. I'd, I'd love for them to mic him up because he 
it, the smack that he's talking like during a match is just, <laughs> it's oh, it's fantastic. The best. Yeah. The but the the problem I have is that the Owens and Sammy, it feels like they're in the main event of every SmackDown. I mean, since they got together, I think maybe two, maybe three episodes where they haven't been uh, involved in the main event, and they really need to freshen up uh, the top. And I think Sam, having Sammy against AJ, I'm all for that. But also mixing it up so they're not in the main event every single week, you know. I think Raw, you have, you know, you have Roman sometimes and you have Braun sometimes. You, you, you have more, um, more of a mix, whereas SmackDown, you don't. Well, next week, Sammy versus Kevin Single. Mm-hmm. Singles match. Winner do you think they face AJ. You think they do a finger poke of doom, like it's just a ruse, or you think they have a real match? I think they have a real. I I didn't think a finger point of doom until you said it. Um, so now I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a real match, honestly. <clears throat> but then putting some shenanigans in there, I, I don't know. I really don't know. That's what I think is pretty cool about it. Yeah, we'll see, man. So uh, immediately after that last night, went to the mixed match challenge where Sami Zayn teamed with Becky Lynch against Alexa Ugh. Bliss and Braun Strowman. Um. Sammy and Becky over with the crowd, but not as over as I would have thought given online uh, how much love you see for them. But Matt, I had to reconcile this last night. We talked about Braun Strowman and the way he's acting with Alexa Bliss. I had to kind of say like, this is to pull something from the comics. This is a, you know, alternate earth Braun Strowman. This is not the same guy we see Monday nights on raw um, with <laughs> the way he was acting towards Alexa after that right. match. Yeah. What did you no. think of that? Not a good idea, and it's a shame, and it's weird because I tell you guys, ten out of ten other times I would tell you, any opportunity we get to be ourselves, but but ramped up is always going to be good, right? Here's one where it's just not, and it's not a knock on Braun. I love him to death. It's just he is he is to be booked incredibly delicately, very specific, and you can't bigger guys. It's just how it is. That's why it's. Everyone thinks it's easier to be a bigger guy in the business. It's not. It's much harder, actually, because everything we do that's not great stands out like a, like a deer in the headlights. It just does. He was and blushing this- last night. He was blushing at the end of that when Alexa was talking about we're going all the way, you know? <laughs> that's bad. I don't like it. I don't. I agree. I think it's fine to do it down the road when you need to mix up his character a little bit. But right now, when you have him almost murdering people on a weekly basis, <laughs> you know, and then he's blushing, then he almost murdered Kane, and then he's blushing the next the next night. So, um, you know, there's so many people you could have put in that Braun Strowman spot. Um, I just don't. There are certain characters you protect. You know, Undertaker. You shouldn't be doing that. Before, you know, like if he's blushing, he was blushing with Trish back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. So just, I, I just don't like it. But it was entertaining. But I just feel like the timing is, it's just not the right time to be doing it. You're right. Yeah. But that being said, I, you know, last night was the State of the Union, so I'm sure uh, SmackDown viewership is going to get hurt. But I thought with Braun being on that the viewership at least would not drop from the week before or, or just a little bit. But it, it peaked live at around 62,400 oh, yeah. live viewers. So it was a big drop. It was uh, 32% from last week, over 50% from the premiere. Um, wow. So it's uh, this concept's this concept's dying. I, I don't. I I'll just... be, guys, I'll be honest. Uh, social media wise, ins- I don't know what I'm missing, but Facebook, Facebook's like what old people go to. Yeah, 
Like, like Instagram is usually, I know viewer, I know uh, member wise, whatever you want to call it, Facebook has more. I get that. But it's been around longer as well. But Instagram, Twitter, those are the ones that people go to, that our generation go to more, in my opinion. Well, thank so God I, it's not on Snapchat. You know? Well, so I don't, I don't get why they pick this Facebook stuff. Because Facebook <laughs> has more money than God at this point. I mean, they own Instagram, so I get that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're trying to. Facebook is actually said to be um, in the pool of networks looking to get raw. Right now, I think you look with these numbers because live viewing is what matters. Because by the end, like last week's episode had 1.7 million, the week before at 1.9, but that's just people clicking. It could be watching two seconds. It could be the whole show. You don't know. Um, the value is in the live viewing with sports and things like that. And with live viewership, if you're only getting under 100,000 viewers for a show that you're pushing, you know, across both your flagship shows, um, you know. Well, well, Raj, let me ask you this then. Um, how, does it, how does this work? I mean, because I, I see it on, I wait to see it like the next day. I don't watch it on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it come up on people's feeds? If you're a Facebook member, does it come up on your live feed? I, what yeah. I do is I go directly, but I think if you have, uh, if you follow it, it'll come up. Okay. Know? So you so can watch on your phone. There's a, a watch when you're on Facebook, there's a watch button, but yeah, you'll get an alert. Uh, so that, so that, here's my concern with that. Um, more, I'm telling you right now, I think more people in our generation are checking their Instagram and Twitter feeds than they are Facebook. I think Facebook's now third of what you'll go check. It is for me. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good experiment. Uh, Peter's mentioning that too. I think I think it's a good experiment to try to see what kind of um, numbers you're getting because eventually down the road, when things everything is turning to streaming, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got this experiment, you know what it did, and That's it's worth doing for a show down the road. But definitely, you don't you don't want to move raw to this. You know, um, you don't want even if they offer more money, you don't want to move your flagship shows to this. Not until people are used to watching long-form content on Facebook. I mean, the yeah. way it is now, you, ha you have to go to a separate section of the app. If you have an Apple TV or a Roku, there's a Facebook video. But um, even then, you know, things like the Super Bowl, there's all these events oh, that yeah. are streamed live that get far fewer viewership than on TV. So until the, the numbers start evening up, um, it's, you don't want to lose those. You don't want to lose your audience when they're already losing it. Uh, this, What's that? Social media is a very difficult thing to track properly into yeah. equating into dollars. Nobody has a real firm fix on it yet. Everyone thinks they do, but it's like what you said earlier. How do you know somebody's there for a minute versus the whole show? Yeah. And the other thing is, is, is um, like I, we got to give them credit though at the same time because they are trying something new and they are thinking outside the box. And that usually, in my opinion, I'll always say this will lead to, if this one sucks, it's going to lead to a better idea down the road with something else. Yeah, yeah. Because but, of this experiment. Now, did you guys? Uh, yeah. We don't usually talk about the raw ratings that much on here, but what were I was surprised at how they? low it was. It was uh, overall, it was three point three nine five million. So last week for Raw twenty five, they did four point five million, but that was expected. That was expected to be the highest rate of Raw of the year. Mm -hmm. But this three point three five, if you take the Raw twenty five rating out, the week before it did three point two five. Yeah. So the post Rumble episode is oh. always the second highest rated of the year, and then this oh. year you had all the Ronda Rousey hype. This was the first episode after the XFL announcement. So it felt like you had all this um, all this buzz heading into last night's episode, and the first hour only did three point four million viewers. And these are numbers three point four. That's what they were doing in August before football season mm. started. 
So um, I thought it was a really bad number considering it's after the Rumble and with all the uh, Ronda Rousey hype and the XFL stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it fell to three million by the third hour. So people weren't sticking with it. You know, kind of what you were talking about, Matt, the other night about, you know, Cena being the big star. But, you know, his match. Yeah, the the match. It was only three million by the end. So it went from. Granted, the drop is not as big as other weeks. It was 9%. And lately, it's been like 15 to 20. But um, Mm. uh, still, uh, I I don't think they could be happy with that, with all the Rousey hype. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, all you can really look at is trends. You can't really look at. I know. I know our boy V Rue likes to look at the bottom nut line numbers, and you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that in today's wrestling. You just can't. Nobody watches live TV anymore. Nobody does. But last week did four point five million. Right, that's great. Uh, but that's what I mean by trends. We can look at the trends. You can look right. at the percentage of drops, like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But we can still find ways to gauge our success, like you just did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think that's a bad number. Because you see what the potential audience is. I think WWE blew it last week by not getting doing stuff that would get people to stick around for next week. They did a lot of one-off stuff on that <clears> Raw 25, <throat> but nothing that gets you sucked in. Uh, what you know, would you have done? Uh, you could have first with Taker and Cena. You could have had um, Cena come out later and call out Taker and say next week or at the Royal Rumble, you know, I'll see you yeah, or that's something. It right there, yeah. You know, just stuff like that. You could have had. Um, true, you could build some big angle between. But whoever, um, something leading to mania. Um, I, I just think there's a, a ton of stuff you could have done. And do you do that though? I mean, they're obviously not happy with that. I mean, I'm assuming they they assumed Ron, Ronda was going to get them a, a number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now is there a backlash? I mean, we've seen the talent going on Twitter, some of the other women being snarky about it. Maybe I don't think annoying. they'll talk about rate. I don't Am I wrong? Has somebody, has somebody done that? Have yeah, talked a about few. Ratings? Nikki, not about the ratings, but about Rhonda. Right, I remember that. Right. But I don't think they'll ever specifically I don't think they'll talk say. About no, no. I think, yeah. I think Emma made some snarky comment once that the rating was low because she wasn't on. But normally ratings is That's something good. they don't touch. Yeah. Because yeah. um, this is a TV, this is a renegotiation year. This yeah. is when they're trying to get a new TV deal. So, um, yeah, but Ronda, I don't know. I mean, maybe she's not as big of a draw as uh, they're banking on. I mean, two years ago is a lot different. Her star versus now, you know, we'll see. I mean, it got a ton of media, but the media didn't translate to viewers because that first hour should have been really big. Yeah. People, you know, waiting to see if she's coming on. Uh, but it, it was just a normal first hour. Uh, yep. So I don't know. I think Rhonda, it's, you know, there's a Yahoo Sports article where they said, what if she sucks at wrestling? And that's a big thing because, you know, she, the fans are not going to be that patient with her. And they see her taking these spots from the people that they, they like, you know, with, yeah. from the Baileys and the Sashas. And, and Can I Oscar. say something? If yeah. that's the case, doesn't that show then, Raj, counter to your point the other night, that they are emotionally investing in our, in our women wrestlers, so therefore they do have characters? The well, I, think the, I think the fans relatable. are. I, I think the fans are. I think WWE is not doing enough to give them separate storylines. But I definitely think the fans, uh, you know, are into a lot of the women for sure. I just think and, there's more they could do with them a lot. And you, you know, you saw that. You saw that Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the people that love the women's division, when we talk about the characters, I mean, these are women that we've been following for years now. In some cases, with NXT, the people you read what they write on social media. Um, I don't think it's their main roster that's established who their character is 
and why people love them. You know, I feel like it's it's everything else. And then we watch uh, Raw or SmackDown to watch them wrestle if they get chosen that week to to go in the ring. Yeah, but I and and not just the women and caring about the women, but I also think when we see with Roman Reigns, when WWE pushes something too hard down people's throats, they turn on it. Yeah, and they could easily. I mean, time. they R- Rousey's name got booed last night already, and she hasn't even appeared on Raw or SmackDown yet. So we'll see. Yeah. And that could be part of it, too. I mean, you have that crowd in Philly. They're there. They see the appearance Sunday, and they might feel the same thing. They probably showed up at Raw and SmackDown, you know. Were they in Philly last night? Yeah, fourth night in a row. Okay, so, so, okay, is this them pulling another Batista, the fans, saying, oh, no, we don't want this guy in the spotlight going in the mania. F that. Okay. Or is it just the Philly crowd, you know? Yeah. It could be doing that thing. It could be, but long term, we'll have to see. I mean, if her promos, if she's doing the awkward pointing and her body language <laughs> just doesn't, you know, just doesn't resonate, it doesn't come across as natural. Dude, and- hey, I went back and watched it again, you guys, because I wanted to, I wanted you guys, I wanted to tell you to go back and watch this. I wanted to make sure it happened, though. All right, go back and watch her stuff on the Rumble, Rhonda, okay? Watch how bipolar her character, her character <laughs> was. Yeah. She went in there from, <laughs> That's me pointing the WrestleMania sign, okay? To yeah. like, out of the ring, god damn it! Um, out of the ring, high five and all the fans. <laughs> Which one is the real one? Is what I want to And why did she they needs have to her stick g- with just the pissy face? Why did they yes. have her give that interview to, to ESPN and not have a video package ready to go with her talking about, I'm here full time. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. Well, they did show that in the video packages where in the they were showing the news clippings where it's saying she's full time. Yeah. But why didn't they have her do a backstage promo? Right. You know, cut an interview for WWE. Right. Talk about how excited she is to be joining the WWE, the women's evolution, all this stuff. No, that's what we were saying, um, you know, on Monday. I think they should have had a sit-down interview with Michael Cole and, and her or something uh, that they could have That'd shown on good. Raw where they just taped That'd it backstage good. after the Rumble. They, yeah. they, do, they do that with Brock all the time when, he, you know, they get one date, he shows up, and then they film some backstage stuff that they show the next week. Yeah. Um, but, look, no one's going to sit on their hands for uh, if it's Ronda and The Rock versus Triple H and Stephanie at Mania. I think that... If it's The Rock, I mean, he yeah. he'll, I mean, it'll be huge. Yeah, it's what do they do if not that? that <laughs> how do they make it? That's the problem. I think Braun again, like you know, uh, who was it? Was it you that suggested Justin. it or Justin? Justin. Uh, yeah. Uh, if it's Braun too, I think fans will react to that. But you yeah. need someone like that the fans will care about. So if she gets in the ring and is booed when they, she tags out, at least they're cheering. You know. Right. Yep. Man, poor Sonia Deville. Like, like she's the one that's going to suffer the most from this, you know, in having that sort of fight. And, uh, and Sarah Logan, she's got the same yeah. gimmick. Yeah, but I mean, but Sonia, they're both on Raw. You know, I mean, Absolution is is done. So, oh, that was well, the other thing last that, night. That, that um, could work. Why? Because they're MMA. Yeah, I just think it, I don't think you can have two of no. the same type on th- the same I think, roster. I, I think it could work actually. I think it'll actually okay. make the others look more legit when they if, if they get around. Or get an opportunity to eventually do something with Ronda, which I'm guessing they won't. But yeah. if they ever did, it helps to the legit, the, their legitimacy of what they do. Yeah. Um, speaking of Absolution, last night it was announced Goldust's replacement partner in the Mixed Match Challenge is going to be Mandy Rose. 
Yeah, they look good in a photo together. That promo was great when she did the little thing as well. Like that was, I thought yeah. fantastic. I think you know, forget Absolution, put them together full time. Give Goldust one last one. I, I think these MMA, you know, these mix match challenge promos are they're fun, they're fine, but they don't make me want to see one team kick the other team's ass or anything. And I want to know why the guy always gets neutered in all these promos. <laughs> the male, the male, like the male, just they, they don't. I don't know. I wonder if it's if it's like a since it's kind of a PR thing. They're doing this for charity. The women have picked up the the win each week. Uh, so I don't know if it's oh, just man. one of those things where they're putting their best foot forward or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. I don't Definitely, know. the men are, are kind of nothing because when you think about like that first week, and Nakamura oh, and Finn horrible. Balor on opposing teams, and that should have been a big deal. And it was <sighs> Finn was doing. We didn't get on Finn enough because we love him, but Finn was doing corny ass handshakes. Yeah, I mean they all are. They're baking cookies and, and, they, and they were pantomiming in the ring together about their jackets. Yeah, Finn, I hate. Never mind. It, it, it's it's a house show vibe, you know, um, for better or worse. It's it's, catering, it's turning the the wrestlers from men into boys, and uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, four days of wrestling, guys. Man, I'm, I'm looking. Hopefully, nothing huge breaks. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get some sleep this weekend. Man, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of weeks. What do you think of the Mania 35 rumors out today? Uh, people claiming it's gonna be New York. Uh, I can see that easy. I mean, it was a I huge success a, last time. Is that bad? I don't ever care where it is, honestly. Uh, I do. I mean, it, it helps me decide if I want to go or not. Like, I have no desire to go to New Orleans. Oh, well, there you but, go. Uh, I, I agree with you, Matt. Now that they always do it in a stadium, like back in the day when they didn't always do a stadium, then it, I felt like it mattered more because I always liked the stadium atmosphere. Um, but now when they're just doing a stadium, it's kind of looks, you know, they're going to do a cool set and cool graphics and all that stuff. So it really doesn't matter where it is. Yeah. Last time they did New York, they had, remember they built a whole New York skyline? It was it was really cool. It was. They're always cool. They get yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Last year was insane with that, mm-hmm. that six mile ramp. Roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eighty yard ramp. Yeah. Crazy. As yeah, almost a football field. So it's it's it. You know, I always worried that with the with WrestleMania being on the network, that they might cut down on things like the set because they have your money anyway. They don't feel like they need to spend all that extra money when you're not spending 80 bucks per head now to watch yeah. it. Now you're spending 10, but they haven't, they spare no expense. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. So we'll be back here Monday night, right after raw ends on the East coast to give a full recap. Um, man, thanks everyone for hanging with a lot of podcasts this week with the rumble and everything else. Matt, what do you want to plug before we take this home here? Not that I am good. You guys know where to find me on Instagram and Twitter. At BP Matt Morgan. Raj, so nothing developing? You're going to go uh, take a nap? <laughs> no, I got like six billion calls today and a couple of interviews. So, so you know, a uh, bunch of stuff, but uh, just keep checking out the site. It's It's been, I think we've had like 100 articles just since Monday. So I can uh, see you, man. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And we will be back here on Monday night to talk about Raw, maybe some progress with the Ronda stuff. We'll see what happens. Until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.